Hackers and welcome to the podcast. I'm Celine, a media graduate with an interest in cults. And I'm Haddad, I'm Stephen. I'm trained as an organisational psychologist these days. I was raised in a cult, so I have a lot of interest in it. So welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. Yeah, so we're coming to the end of um, season one of the podcast. <laughs> How many episodes is it? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure, 270, something like that, getting on yeah. for. Um, so, yeah, quite so a long season. Time. Yeah. <laughs> We've done back-to-back episodes for three and a half years. Getting on for, yeah. Getting on four yeah. years. We've done, We've done an episode every single week, and for a period of time, two episodes a week. Mm. Um, for a very long time. And obviously, you, you know that we drop down to the once a week, but we still never really missed anything. I think maybe one week, but there was still something like yeah. a five minute thing up. I don't think we've missed mm. an upload. Um, That's right. But yeah, I think season one has to come to a close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So looking at what most people do, most indie podcasts, they, they do seasons. And... Not just indie podcasts, all the ones I well, listen to, like the big yeah. ones. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, like the BBC, um, um, you know, like <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Wondery. They're all they're all seasons. They're all seasons. Yeah, so you might have like a eight-season or eight-episode season or a ten at most. Um, but we've had a two hundred and seventy-episode mm-hmm. season um, as our first season. So basically, what what we're getting around to saying is that we're going to take a break. Uh, of from the podcast for a while um we're not quite sure how long that break is going to be it could be about three months it could be longer um i guess it just depends on on how we feel um i i suppose the reason why i want to take a break is i'm just pretty exhausted really um and you know because i i do most of the the outside work for the podcast it, it kind of you makes me laugh 98 percent of it and i get yeah blessed, do you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. very you know because uh, yeah <laughs> yeah well it, it is my project really so um you know when i listen to the podcast at the end of it they say thank you to um the the sound engineer thank you to the assistant sound in- engineer thank you to the producer assistant producer um and they go through this list of people and i i sit there going yeah that's me that's me that's me that's me so yeah it's um it's a lot of work and i think the other the other factor is and i, I know a lot of other podcasters in this sort of space and youtubers and so on do experience the same thing you, you kind of get a bit burnt out uh, by delving into the topic um, all of the time you know you're listening to sometimes quite harrowing stories um, you're also um, for me I'm revisiting a lot of feelings and difficult feelings and emotions and so you don't realize it but it all kind of builds up and I feel like it's it's built up um for me anyway and and i just i just kind of need a break and hopefully um we can come back refreshed and anew mm-hmm. um and um yeah and, and also it's probably good for the podcast to uh for us to look at things and think right can we change things a bit are there any things we could do to make it better um but if you're constantly on that treadmill you never kind of get a chance to 
stop patterns and look at it. Uh, so yeah, they're the reasons. Yeah, yeah. Because I think you know, obviously, when it started, I think it was a really good, and, and you know, for a long time post it starting, it was a really good thing for you. Sort of like you've said before, like you felt like lighter from being able to talk about it. But then it sort of feels like it then starts to go a bit in the opposite direction, and and that you know, you don't want to pile it back on again <laughs> yeah yeah that's right exactly yeah so there's a there's definitely a cathartic element um for me uh talking about my experiences and then discussing other people's experiences with them and also getting into the uh, the, the the theory of cults and the psychology behind it which is obviously what cult hackers is all about really it's not just looking at the surface it's also trying to get into the code how it all works so i kind of like that and i I found that really interesting but yeah there is a point at which um the benefits start to um reduce and the the difficulties the pain the um the the stress the mental sort of impact starts to overtake that so yeah i think we're we're at that point probably should have done it a bit earlier um but um Anyway, you know, we're doing it now. And uh, what I would say is please stay subscribed to the podcast because we will um, we will do something at some point. Um, and we will be back, as a wise man once said. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you know, don't uh, don't disappear. We'll we'll be back with something and um, it might look a bit different. It might sound a bit different, but I think we'll. We'll definitely come back at some point yeah. i think nothing's decided yet as well so we yeah. want to take some time off where we just don't think about the podcast that's at right all. and then we'll in our own time personally reconvene and discuss what we want the podcast to look like um yeah. going forward and maybe um we'll talk about that with our patrons first because obviously we do mm. kind of um have more of a relationship with the patrons and we actually talk to them so mm-hmm. if, if you're a patron then you'll probably know sooner absolutely um yeah so the, the the patreon page is still there so um i've suspended the um the the membership fees if you like um but i think you can still uh join there, there is a level of membership that is free anyway so if you wanted to keep in touch with what's happening then you could do that i'm also in a in an attempt to rescue my sanity, I also deleted my Twitter account, Celine. Mm-hmm. Which is a big move for you. <laughs> it was a big move. It took me 10 years to get 4,000 followers. Um, but I found that that increasingly was uh, Twitter's, or X as it's now called, um, a pretty unpleasant place. It never was a great place to be, but it's, um, uh, yeah, I found that it's not a great place to be and it also means i uh, even when it's even actually when it's good i mean there are some great people on there i have to say and uh, i will miss them because that's the only way that i kind of talk to them but mm-hmm. so i will miss those people that i admire and and really care about but it's it, again it's being in that space it's the, it's in that headspace so you're i'm constantly looking at those tweets and thinking oh mm-hmm. yeah that and all oh, that reminds me of this and and oh yes this um so i thought it's probably right to um and I, I, social media's kind of been getting me down a bit 
Anyway, so I've basically deleted that account. The Cult Hackers uh, Twitter X account is still there. So you can follow us on Cult Hackers. I probably won't be doing any posting on it for a while, but obviously that's a place to, to look out for um, whatever we're going to do next. So we'll keep you updated that way. Um, again, with the Instagram page, probably do the same with that. Mothball it in that won't be really posting on it, but it'll still be there. And when we're ready to let you know about what's happening, then uh, we'll probably do it there as well, because that's quite popular um, for um, forum for that. Yeah, so that's kind of the nuts and bolts of it. But um, I wanted today not just to be about the last episode for a while. Um, I wanted to talk about a topic, but that was related to the point of this. Mm-hmm. And the, the the whole concept of voice, having a voice, my need for a voice, my desire to have a voice, um, and also the way that other people look to have a voice. I thought that was quite a good topic to finish on. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the theme. Voice is also connected to our identity or identities and our sense of self. So it's it's another one of those topics that has come up over and over again on this podcast because it is so important when it comes to you know being in a cult and then leaving. So yeah, that's the topic for today. Voice. Mm-hmm. So do you want to talk about why you originally wanted to tell your story then? Because at that point we don't really have any followers. Obviously now lots of people have heard your story, but yeah. So when we first started, I think we've mentioned this before, um, we always knew that that cults was an interesting topic, but we didn't really see this podcast as being specifically about cults. No. Um, it was called What Should I Think About? Dot, 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 question mark. Mm-hmm. And the idea was really just to explore and investigate all sorts of topics. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, cults was one of those, but all sorts of other questions that we might talk to each other about. Um, so that wasn't so that was how it started. But um, at some point, I kind of realised that I did want to talk about my story being raised as a Jehovah's Witness. Um, and in fact, I'd wanted to talk about that for a very, very long time. So I think I've I've explained how when you first leave, uh, when I first left, I can't speak for other people. When I first left. Um, my first instinct was to say nothing to anybody, you know, to keep quiet. Um, so I concentrated on my career and tried to just pretend that my upbringing had never happened. I wouldn't tell anybody I'd been raised as a Jehovah's Witness. Um, and I was ashamed of it, if I'm honest. Um, and, and then there comes a point where you start wanting to tell people and you might go over the top then and tell everybody about it because you're kind of, you have this need to get it off your chest. And then you realise that people are not that interested. You know, some are, but most people don't really care that much. And you then stop talking about it and get on with your life again. Um, but I still felt that I'd not really, not really explained it properly. Um, and it's hard to, it's, it's kind of hard to, Uh, describe why you want to do that but there is an element this is what I mean by voice that you want to have your say Um, and I think it's connected to the fact that when you're raised in a cult you don't get to have your say Mm -hmm. you basically 
have to say what you're told to say. So you're really you're really doing somebody else's saying. Your your messages, the things you're saying, the uh, the ideas you're espousing, these are somebody else's ideas, and it's your job to essentially rabbit or repeat those um, those things. And so you, you're you're robbed of your own authentic voice. Um, and when you leave, also there's a there's an element of you. I felt. Um, I wondered what, so people who were still in the organization, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, they would have an opinion of why I'd left. And I wanted to explain why I'd left. But it's really hard to explain why you've left, because if you explain why you've left, you're going to get, or you may well get branded as an apostate. Because what you're saying is, is a, a, you know, against the organization. So you're either saying, like I would have done, that it's not true, you know, the, the prophecies that were that were made, the um, the interpretations of the Bible, the belief in the Bible as, as, you know, the inerrant word of God. These are things I didn't believe anymore. So if I was going to explain why I'd left because of all that, I would be labelled an apostate. So I had to keep quiet. So I was denied a voice. You end up mumbling something when people ask you. You end up mumbling something like, well, you know, I just... I needed some time to think about it, and I'm just, you know, blah, blah, blah. and you don't really sound very coherent because you can't. You just can't. You're not allowed to have a voice. You're not allowed to explain why you feel this way. You're not allowed to um, to coherently and in detail um, put your side forward. So there's that, and then you also realize that people in the world that the world into which you're now emerging they don't really understand it either you know that, so their concept of it is really skewed they don't really know what it's like being a member of a group like that and they don't really understand the difficulties of leaving and so on and so you you don't really say very much there so you you're you're left without a voice so you're you feel that you don't have a voice and so this is one of the reasons why i think so many leavers of these groups find outlets find a way to have that voice mm. you know and, and i think creativity flourishes from there you know so if you think about the people we've uh we, we've spoken to i'm, I'm going to stop talking now because i'm it's, it's turning into a monologue but yeah um what do, what do you think does that make sense no i i agree i think um the time when i felt most assured in doing the podcast where I think maybe we would have taken a break sooner, but I was very um, staunch in carrying on for a period of time because of, um, because of certain situations where I felt like we were being encouraged to shut up. Um, mm, yeah. I, I, I'd never wanted to do the podcast more. Yeah. Um, so I think mm. because yeah, there's something about, you know, being told your opinion or your thoughts are this or they're that, mm. or they're invalid. Um, that's, yeah. You know, you want to yeah. put that right. Yeah, I think that's that's a very good point. Yeah, so um, I think that's um, that's the reason why so many people do podcasts or YouTube videos. Um, 
it's also why people become musicians and uh, artists and uh, filmmakers and, and a lot of these projects do have a theme mm-hmm. of this you know this this thing they've been through mm-hmm. um it, it, think about all the people we've interviewed you know we've interviewed countless authors who've mm-hmm. told their story in a book um musicians i think about witness underground and all those guys um and there's lots of others as well that creatively made music and a lot of the music that they make you know relates to the lyrics relate to their experiences um filmmakers mm-hmm. you think about the um, the films that have, have featured that sort of experience um, and we've interviewed many of these people and, and I think this is just another way of having that voice the voice that was denied you for so long this authentic voice that you this is what you think this is what I believe okay. this is what I think and I want to say it I want to I want to express it in my own way um, and that is absolutely denied you in a cult. It's one of the most damaging things about being in a cult, and especially being raised mm-hmm. in these sorts of coercive environments. So, obviously, still in the lens of the fact that we're taking a hiatus, kind of how does that play in? Do you, is it that you feel like you've said enough, <laughs> and you see yeah. if you've got more to say, or you know, what is, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, there is. A, I think there is a, an element of that in that. And I think this is what most creators of YouTube and podcast channels tend to find is that you, you know, you get to a point where you've kind of said said it all. Um, now, I think we, we're a bit different in that we interview lots of different people. So yeah. it's not just about my story or your story. It's about all these different people that we meet. So I don't feel like we've run out of people to talk to. I don't feel like we've run out of topics. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's um, there is an element of yeah I, you know for now um, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up for a bit and mm-hmm. um, and also I think there's an element here that I want to I want to do a bit more learning and research so it's not a hundred percent commitment yet because I, I haven't found a institution yet an institution yet but I do still want to do my PhD. So the plan at the moment for me is to find an institution where I can do a PhD on this stuff. But I think I'd find it very, very difficult to do a PhD and keep the podcast going for a number of reasons. And so I think it's probably a good time for me to step back from the podcast a bit to start looking at what sort of research I can do. I want to go deeper. I want to um, start you know digging into some stuff that we've not only we've hinted at you know these these are areas around identity and so on are areas that i think are really important and, and are not fully understood i don't think and, and so i'd like to do some work in that area um so yeah there's there's that um i might do some writing as well so i might have a bit of time this is not in the first month you know so the first mm-hmm. month i think we're just gonna uh, I want to completely forget about it. I'm going to get on my bike and I've got my camping gear and I'm just going to go and do some camping. I've got some work booked in as well, so I'll have work to do. But yeah, so I'm just going to do that. But yeah, so maybe, yes, yeah, so maybe I have said enough for a while. Um, 
but it's always been about other people's stories. And that's the other thing I did want to say is that um, I think the the beauty of, of this sort of uh, medium is that we've been able to give an opportunity for other people to have a voice as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've, we've had a hundred plus guests on, on the show, um, many of whom, just like me and you, you know, just ordinary people who've had an experience and they talk about it and, but they've really wanted to. So most of the people that we've spoken to have reached out to us. Um, so that says something, that tells you something, doesn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to, wanted to share your story. Yeah. Yeah, they really wanted to, and they. Um, I'm very touched that they wanted to come on our show to mm-hmm. to tell it, and that's great. So some of those people were um, writing books, or have had written books, or had their own podcasts and things that they wanted to sort of spread the word about. But others just wanted to to tell their story. You know, I think yeah. about some some of the people that contacted you, and, mm-hmm. and we just spoke to them because they wanted to tell their story and you know that's really really important so having a voice is is so important yeah we covered yeah why you wanted to talk why you now want to have a little break (laughs) um yeah what yeah how that all links in with the grand themes (laughs) but i i also wanted to talk and so i didn't want this episode to just be about our um our rest period so I, i've done a bit of research Celine. i've got back <laughs> into my psychology book so i've gone back to um to my security blanket which is uh-huh. my psychology books yeah um but i was i was really trying to find stuff around why it is that that people need to have a voice and if you think about um anybody that's been through something you know um you think about people who've experienced terrible racism or um, experienced assault through the Me Too um, or being exposed through the Me Too movement. So a lot of that is about people standing up and saying, look, I'm fed up with this and I want to say something. I want to have a voice. I want to explain what's happened to me. Um, And that's a really important thing. I I sort of thinking, why is that? Why? Why do human beings want to do that after they've experienced something that is pretty awful? They want to talk about it. They want to they want to share it with as many people as they can. And so I got looking in in my textbooks, and there's a there's a book I've used before, which I'll reference again. It's the Handbook of Self and Identity, uh, edited by Mark R. Leary and June Price Tangney. Um, and it's actually one of those books that that um, Lots of different academics have contributed their own research. So it's a great book to go to as a, as a reference. Uh, but I've gone back to the my favourite theoretical structure, which is the one that I think I'm going to do some research using, which is called self-determination theory. Um, so I thought I'd talk a bit about that because that, because that absolutely relates to uh, why why we need voice and why identity is linked to this. So do you remember we did the ABC? Yeah, quite recent. These are basic psychological needs. So fundamental psychological needs are a need for autonomy, 
belongingness, um, which is actually called relatedness in the model, um, but that yeah. doesn't work with ABC, um, and C, which is competence. So basically, human beings have this these basic psychological needs of a sense of autonomy, a sense yeah, of belonging. You and a said sense this of was competence. better than like the Maslow thing, basically. Well, yeah, it's it's definitely more work being done on this. There's lots mm. of uh, research that use that's used this sort of model. So yeah, these are what what they call intrinsic motivators. Mm-hmm. So these are things that we really we really um, need, and because they are such motivators, that drives our behaviour and identity formation or identities formation, I'll I'll explain that in a minute, is one of the ways that we can get these three things. So basically what what this theory says is that we have a a need to build identity or identities. And we shouldn't think about identity as being a single thing. Basically, we have multiple identities. So, you know, I might be a, a father, um, I'm a management trainer, I'm a podcaster. You know, these are all identities that um, that I have about myself. Um, but the, the reason for these being formed is it's a natural process, but essentially they are, uh, this formation of identities is fulfilling these three psychological needs. So it's all about these three psychological needs. And the primary of those is belongingness. So this relatedness, this feeling that you are belonging to something. And I think this is really interesting because we live in a world now that um, is kind of obsessed about identity. I think we are, we talk about identity and identities much more than we used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is a topic now of conversation um, constantly. and. But it's it's still and and of course because we have social media, yeah. um, everybody is now enacting. So what what this theory says is essentially we enact um, an identity. So we we perform an identity. Yeah. We and we do that to again fulfil these psychological needs. Mm-hmm. Um, often these are when it's healthy. These identities that we start to develop as we're children and then into adolescence, um, a lot of these identities will come from the things that we like doing or that we're competent at. So, you know, I used to love playing football, soccer. So I would think of myself as a football player. Um, I wasn't a professional football player, but I would see myself in in that way. Um, and so, but that was because I, I, I enjoyed doing it. I was quite good at it. Um, it was part, therefore it was part of who I was. So it was really integrated into my own psyche, my own personality. It was part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we go through life, there are lots of other identities that are offered to us um, in the world. And we have to choose some of those, um, but others get chosen for us. So, and that's because society imposes kind of norms upon us. So, you know, most of us will think of ourselves as 
a member of a family in some way or another, you know, father, mother, sister, daughter, son, whatever. Um, and you'll have that as an identity that is essentially placed upon you by um, by society. Um, we'll go to work, we'll become a project manager, become a salesperson, become a, um, a management consultant. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, these are identities that are kind of available to us and we we take them up um, sometimes for convenience sake you know because you you want to be able to earn a living so in order to earn a living you have to have an identity as some sort of work uh, that you're doing um, and other times it's really part of your of who you are but the primary reason for identity creation is this sense of belonging this need psychological need for relatedness Mm-hmm. And I think that's really interesting because when you think about the way that our society is um, kind of creating these silos where people are attaching themselves to movements or to identities mm-hmm. or to labels, um, a big reason for that, I think, is is this need for feeling that you're belonging to something, you are part of something, you are related to something. Yeah. Um, So I think that's quite interesting. So there's this need for relatedness. And, of course, um, religions and cults are really, that's kind of their best thing. (laughs) That's what they're really good at, is this sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. So if, if cults are good for anything, it's good for a sense of belonging, you know, and so you've that's a very much a part of who you are. I was a Jehovah's Witness, or I was one of Jehovah's Witnesses, and you know, we'd have that song that we'd sing, We're Jehovah's Witnesses, we speak out in fearlessness. This was who I was, a big part of my, or it was an identity that I had. Um, and then when you're leaving then you've obviously, that identity, you're, you're leaving that identity behind. Mm-hmm. And then you've got another choice of identities. So you can be an apostate. That's another one that's offered to you. Yeah. You can be an activist. You can be um, just somebody that's fallen away. You can be a, an ex-Jehovah's Witness. And then all of these are ways of, of or you, you've got a choice as to these identities. And I think this is one of the reasons why people want to talk because it's a way for them to essentially form and inform other people about their chosen identities. This is now who I am. And people will choose slightly different ones. I've never chosen the activist identity. I I don't really feel like I'm an activist. No. I don't want to be an activist. Um, But some people do. And so they want to, to say that. Um, so I think that's what that's one of the reasons why people want to talk. It's having that voice to be able to enact this new identity that we're now mm-hmm. trying to develop. So that's that's one of them. Um, the see the competence bit, I think, is a really important bit as well. So when in order to have an identity, you want that identity to be connected to something that you're at least decent at. Mm. You know, so I don't know whether you have an identity, Celine. If I said to you, you know, you're you're a really great tennis player, 
Um, and I really want you to be a tennis player. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for my daughter to be, you know, a tennis player. Now, if I'd have been like that as a father, sort of trying to encourage you to be the next Serena Williams, um, how would you have experienced that? Well, it just wasn't happening, was it? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was not um, destined to be an athlete. I don't think that was ever in the cards. <laughs> um, but I mean, even with things that you are good at, if you just don't want it, you just don't want mm. it, you know. So um, like I, I was um, decent at singing and you'd always be like, why are you not pursuing the singing, going That's to bars right. and stuff? And I was like, I literally don't want to. I just I like doing it in the capacity I do mm. it and mm. that is enough and it would it was yeah. just irksome to be honest tbh <laughs> irksome <laughs> umbrage all over the place irksome yeah that's a great we've not used that word yet in the podcast mm-hmm. so Bring congratulations in. yeah mm-hmm. um yeah so that's that's the point you know if if um I don't think we were ever pushy parents but you know some parents are very pushy and if we'd have said, look, you know, you really need to use this gift. This is a gift. You've really got to, mm. to use this gift that you've got this wonderful voice. You know, you've got to do it and force you to go to mm-hmm. singing lessons, even though you, you didn't want to, um, forced you to learn to play a musical instrument mm-hmm. um, and learn to read music and and all of that. Um, so what, what happens then, according to this self-determination theory, is you... Um, you, you're forced, if you like, to take on um, this this identity that you don't really that you don't really have, or that you don't want, but you 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 take it on because it's being expected of you. It's being forced on you, um, and this is where that word introjects comes in, or mm. you interject it. So it becomes part of you, but it's not really it's not really part of your how you see yourself uh-huh. or your true self, if you like. So um, this is what I like about this, this theoretical structure is that it does differentiate between the word self and identity. Mm. So, and I think this makes perfect sense. So self, the self is the thing that um, we, we describe our, is how we describe ourselves. It's how we think about ourselves. Um, identities though are multiple. And we we can put them on, we can choose them, and we can discard them um, at any time. Um, so this sense of self, this sense of who I am, um, when that's not aligned to, or when the identities that we have are not aligned to our sense of who we really are, and that's when, again, we have this inauthentic feeling. Um, and I think a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses feel that. Uh, just before they leave. So, you know, you have this sense that I am a Jehovah's Witness. I am an elder. I am a ministerial servant. I am a pioneer. These are all identities within the organisation, but you don't feel that that's authentically you. Maybe you don't really believe it. Maybe you just don't want to live that life. Um, And that's the struggle that you go through before you leave. You have this this battle within yourself. Um, And so it's this striving for for. For your identity to match your sense of yourself, of who you really are, is what causes you to leave. You know, and then you have this this difficult time where you're trying to now find new identities. As I say, some people um, 
will do that through YouTube or through podcasts or whatever they, they choose to do. Others will do it through putting themselves into work or family or, or what whatever. Um, okay, so just going back to these three things, um, a sense of autonomy, belonging and competence. So competence is linked to the this feeling that we, we actually A, can do something and it's part of who we are. Um, and then the autonomy bit that we haven't covered yet. Um, that's that's when you are authentic. This is when you are the person you really feel you are. Your identities uh, align to your sense of self, to who you really are. Um, and I think for leavers like me, but also for perhaps more so for new leavers, if you've just come out like a year ago or so on, then I think that's really difficult in the environment you're in now. Mm. You know, because you're going from an organisation that told you what your identities were um, and compliance was really what it was all about. And you, you are thrown into a world that is quite chaotic and there are there's more talk about identity than there ever has been um there's more angst surrounding identity and being part of a tribe being part of a group um and i think that's really difficult yeah i suppose as well something that um i don't know how this fits in with what you've looked at so you tell me but um mm talking about authenticity as well I think the thing is as well like um wanting to change your identity and you can do that by choice can't you um and it can be authentic because um yeah I'm very I am currently working on being less passive or be the opposite of passive assertive Mm. I suppose I'm working on assertiveness but in my like personal life so I'm very, I think at work I'm assertive, but in my personal life I'm very passive because I'm conflict avoidant. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'd rather just be passive because it's just mm. it's path of least resistance, isn't it? Um, mm. But obviously I feel like, yeah, that is quite key to my identity, but I don't want to think that that can't go away. And that you're not saying that, are you? That's that's quite interesting because that's a slightly different. So it's when you label it, I suppose it becomes an identity. Yeah. Um, so if I say I'm a passive person, you say that's right. Yeah, you know, and I've yeah. identified it as like I'm a passive mm. person. I don't like it. Yeah. So what when I'm training because I, I train people in assertive behaviour. That's part of my leadership yeah. program that I run with businesses um, and. What I try to, to to get managers to think about is not to label themselves or other people. Mm. Um, so one of the things that you could say to somebody is, you know, you're too aggressive, mm-hmm. um, which is labeling them with this. Or when you're talking about you're yourself, if you think coming yeah. out of the thing, you know. Yeah, out. so I, I, I'm, I'm too passive. Um, mm-hmm. Rather than saying that, you'd be better saying, you know, my I behave in a passive way. Mm-hmm. more than i'd like yeah 
So instead of you labeling yourself and creating this identity for yourself as Miss Passive, you are just saying that I behave in lots of different ways, but sometimes I behave passively. And Mm. if I count up how many times I behave passively, that's more than I would like. I would like to reduce the amount of times (laughs) I am a pushover, you know? Mm. Um, And so that's really what it becomes. It becomes about behavior rather than identity. So that's what I would, um, that's the way I would get around that. Mm. Uh, What you're really talking about here are behavioral patterns as opposed to identities as such. But they get mixed in together because we, the way we talk, we mm-hmm. in the English language, we we possess certain qualities, and we then say yeah. we are that thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean? it probably also doesn't help because apparently I'm quite mean to myself, so <laughs> that's probably also why. Um, hard on yourself. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So working on it, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's yeah. Um, good to know that to be authentic does not mean you have to live with things that you're not happy about. Absolutely. No, that's right. Um, The very fact, if you're not happy with it, then that in itself tells you that to be your authentic you, if you like, then um, it's fine to change your behaviour. But that's what you're talking about. You're talking about changing your behaviour as opposed to having a different identity. That's that's that would be my uh, my take on that. and that's more accurate, really, because we, we do tend to do things, um, but we don't always do them. You know, so even the most passive person mm-hmm. will at times say no. Yeah. Um, so does that now suddenly make them not a passive person mm. when five minutes ago they were? So it's a bit of a, a it's a it's a not a very accurate way of mm-hmm. um, labeling an identity anyway is to, to sort of concentrate on a behavior behavior. yeah so you'd be better just saying these are my behaviors this is what i tend to do Mm -hmm. more than i'd like i want Mm -hmm. to reduce the amount of times i do that that's that's how i try to think anyway yeah um yeah i'll I'll probably leave the psychology there but i i think for me the reason I, i got into that was because it really did relate to this need for a voice and the the enacting the speaking the explaining on a podcast or on a youtube channel is part of that process i think it's part of what you're doing not everybody does that of course um people do that in different ways but that's why i think there are so many um and I will say, you know, going back to when we started in 2020, um, compared to how many people now are talking about this topic, I, I think it's just mushroomed, isn't it? Yeah, no, there's loads now. I mean, there's a lot of documentaries, um, a lot of YouTube channels, a lot of podcasts. So there's just a lot of media in general about cults. Yeah, and the, the amount of indie podcasts that have started up. Um, I, I was just speaking to our friend um, Riley from the Jexit channel. And he's just starting a podcast. So, um, you know, you can jump over slot. (laughs) That's right. The slot that you used to listen to us, um, jump on and listen to Riley. And um, he's he's said, you know, he's asked me to go on as a guest at some point. So I'm sure I'll do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so that'll be exciting. And there's lots of other great 
content creators out there. I think too many to mention, and I'll, well, I'll forget somebody. A lot of them have been guests but... on here, so you can find their Absolutely. back catalogue. I'm sure. Well, yeah, and, and I suppose that's the last thing to say is that we have 270 nearly episodes. Mm-hmm. If you are missing us, then <laughs> they'll stay. They'll stay up there. Go back and listen to um, old versions. You know, yeah. and um, you know you can laugh at our earlier attempts, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's plenty there for you to catch up on if you want to. Um, yeah, yeah. Is there anything else you want to say, Celine? No, I was just going to say cheers to season one, <laughs> the longest <laughs> season of any podcast on any platform. <laughs> um yeah and yeah we'll just keep you in the loop um yeah i I suppose maybe before we come back if you know we we still plan on coming back we're just not sure when so we'll we'll do maybe like a a one minute reminder that we're coming back into your feed um and and then take it from there yeah i'm sure it'll, it'll probably be summer um by the time we come back um early summer i should think um so I suppose I just want to say thank you to all our listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Those downloads, I, I'm going to miss looking at those downloads num- download numbers like 10 bit, times though, a day. I think, I think, I've become obsessed with that. So that's going to yeah. be really weird not looking at those. I think it'll um, be good for you. Yeah, but thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And, and also thank you to those guests that we've had. Mm-hmm. Some of those guests... I know do listen because they they tell us. So Mm -hmm. thank you for listening. Thank you for being our guest. And thank you to everybody that's been a part of this first season Mm -hmm. of Court Hackers. And um, yeah, have a nice spring. See you in the summer. Yeah. Off we go. (laughs) Bye. Bye.